0: The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. And so the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails of his hands, and put my finger into his nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that were not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. Today's a great feast day in the church. And it fits perfectly if you think about it. So, of course, we just celebrated last Sunday, the greatest of all mysteries, right? The resurrection of Jesus Christ, the pivotal hinge point of which an entire Christian edifice rotates around. Our entire faith in Christ, in the risen Christ. Now look how perfect this is. And then this next Sunday, which is today, it's called Divine Mercy Sunday. Utterly perfect. So we just meditated upon the central mystery, and then now we meditate upon the mercy of God Himself, utterly perfect. Now this mystery of the divine mercy, and many of you may may be familiar with this. We have a huge painting in the very back of the church. So when you when you when you leave this today, when you go to the back on the left side, there is a huge image, and so it's the image of our Lord standing there and pointing to his heart, is radiating two streams of light. And this image of the divine mercy comes from a powerful personal revelation of Sister Faustina. Now notice the timing in this, by the way. It's utterly fascinating. Why, by the way, no matter what happens, God is in control. God is always in control. So He, our Lord... Appears to Sister Faustina, a Polish nun, in the 1930s, in the beginning of the 20th century. There was no perfect message for humanity here than the mercy of God. And in this beautiful revelation, which culminated in that image of the divine mercy, and that painting that Sister Faustina had commissioned, was supposedly the vision of the actual coming of Jesus there. Jesus said, paint what you see. And so this beautiful message now of God's mercy, which culminated in the radiance of his heart, those streams of light coming from him, represents two sacraments. Notice the beauty of these sacraments. The white represented our baptism. All of us are baptized. And in the second, the Holy Eucharist. And I think there's a genius behind those two. Because notice now, those two sacraments give us divine life. And so, in the beginning of the 20th century, Jesus now was telling humanity, I am the source of life. Because now, what happens in the 20th century? Notice what happens. The 20th century is the bloodiest century in all of human history. Literally hundreds of millions of people died in the last century. Why? Think about it. World War I. It says that it was supposed to be the war that would end all wars because of how horrific and bloody it was. Around 17 million died just in that one battle. The cause of World War, T- World war I Complex, but for the most part, it was an attempt by all these powerful nations to realign themselves in order to seek dominance, in order to bring about a new order, a new life for their nations. So they positioned themselves, aligning themselves, certain nations, Germany, Austria, Hungary, Great Britain, the United States, the Ottoman Empire, all aligning themselves in order to position themselves to bring about this new order. Apart from God. And then we all know what happens next. It would set the stage for what would eventually be World War II. Sister Faustina now would die in 1938 on the eve of what would eventually be the invasion of Nazi Germany. They invaded Poland on September 1st, 1939 ushering in what would be the Nazi era. And we know World War II would commence there. And amazingly, after the Nazis were defeated, guess what came in next? And this is, by the way, rooted in our current predicament, too. Communism now infiltrates Poland. And communism would eventually spread all throughout the world, nominating Russia, Vietnam, certain regions of Latin America. China. What is the root of communism and Nazism? What are, what are these two snakes? It's essentially the removal of God, by the way, the removal of God, and the elevation now of a powerful state. That's one of the things German, uh, that, that Hitler did, by the way, because Hitler himself knew that he had to get rid of Christianity. Hitler himself was a baptized Catholic but never practiced. When he took over Germany, he immediately knew I had to get rid of Christianity, particularly the Catholic Church. Remove them and elevate, and he ins- inserted this pagan, neo-pagan religion in place of Christianity. And what does communism do now, which follows? Go to China, you'll see this well. In our churches there, our, our faithful Christians are, that, that, that try to stay faithful to Christ, they constantly have to worship underground. They have to put images of their current president, Xi Jinping, in images of their churches if they want to be legal. Why? Because the state is almighty and all-powerful. Why Why did China allow the spread of this current pandemic? To protect the dumb state, right? Protect the state, protect the state. And then now we're reaping the repercussions of that. Because, like, again, it's all rooted in the 20th century, which which attempts now to usurp the position of God in order to bring about new life. Nazism, what is it? Hitler, I will bring you new life, a new order, the Third Reich, which is supposed to last a thousand years. Hitler, that was what he was trying to create, a new empire which would last a thousand years, lasted barely a generation. Communism now, which resulted again in a 100 million deaths. If you just reorder the state, we'll bring about a new world order, a new life, apart from God. And in the midst of this depraved generation, our Lord reveals Himself now that I am the divine mercy. I am life. You see, this is what Jesus wants for all of us. Life comes from, true life comes from our baptism when we were reborn. Notice a beautiful reading from Paul today, how he says that we have received this new life through Christ. And how is this sustained? It's the Holy Eucharist, the beauty of the Eucharist, God himself, which sustains us in our life, the divine life. Every time we receive the Lord again, the Eucharist is not symbolic, but it is truly him. It's beautiful, by the way, now with our churches that are limited and shut down how often do I hear parishioners and and fellow Catholics saying, in tears, I wish I could receive Jesus in the Eucharist. And I love the look, because even though they're they're weeping in tears, thirsting for for Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, I say, good. (laughs) Why Why am I laughing at them? I mean, I don't laugh at that. I laugh when when I leave their presence, and I laugh in my room. (laughs) Because in them I see, ah, they understand the Eucharist is life. Life. And from the radiance of Christ's heart in the revelation of divine mercy, in the midst of the most depraved generation where humanity attempts to find life outside of God. Which, by the way, is what we all do. Again, fellow sinners, think of any addiction that we all struggle with. Again, we all have our our dark side. Every addiction is an attempt to get life outside of God. And God knows that about us. And so he gives us himself It says, no, the life that you're looking for, which will not be satisfied by our addictions, is me, found in the Holy Eucharist, sustained through it, giving you my very self. And that is why it's beautifully. That word, mercy, by the way, I'm a nerd, so I'll break down the word. <laughs> I love words. It's, it's a nerdy thing that we do as, as a nerd population. <laughs> it comes from the Latin word misericordia. In the Latin word misericordia, it comes from, it means, the, the word core means heart in Latin. And it so shows that misericordia is mercy from, from a suffering of the heart. Suffering from the heart. So in a sense, Jesus now, who enters into human suffering, which we're constantly thirsting for, trying to find outside of God's God's plan. He says, no, I am the source of life. My heart, if you recall on the cross with the spear, was pierced, the heart of Jesus was pierced, and and flowed from his heart, the Gospels say, blood and water flowed out. Does that sound familiar? Blood, red, one of the lights radiating from the revelation of of, of Sister Faustina. Water, white, the source of baptism, life. The heart of Christ now is suffering, heart for humanity, which desperately seeks him. And which is why God now in the divine mercy says humanity in the midst again. In our darkest hour, Christ reveals himself and says, My poor humanity, I created you to share my divine life. And I will sacrifice myself so that you may have life. Stop looking elsewhere. Stop looking your addictions. Stop looking in in, in power and in money. Stop looking there. That will not give you true life. And this last century spectacularly demonstrated how fleeting the supposed life that the world gives us is. And that is why our Lord, and I'll end here, our Lord shows Thomas, the doubter, He says, Thomas, look at my hands. Look at my wounds. You see, I suffer with you, Thomas, so that you may have life through me. We will not find it anywhere else, but only in the risen Jesus.